Whoa, we are back for the 33rd episode of the Home at Advantage podcast. Today I'm joined by Jude Swisher. I'm Sam Herring. We're here to break down some of the matchups coming here soon. Uh, the Beat the Streets and the NLWC matchups. We're super excited to get into this. Jude, how's it going today? So excited. I'm just excited about wrestling. We get watch wrestling tonight. Uh, it's been exciting. Like we've having all these events popping up, and you know, it it just doesn't stop. So let's keep it coming. I do like wrestling. Oh, yeah. So beat the streets tonight. NLWC card Saturday night. Um, and it's I mean I, they're all virtual. The beat the streets I believe you can watch on on Flow Wrestling. It's going to be streamed there. Mm-hmm. NLWC you can watch on Rockfin. It's going to be streamed on their page. Um, and then. Uh, Heck, who knows what's going to happen next? So it is very exciting. But we got some awesome matches here. But before we get into that, I just want to remind our listeners, um, like I always do, I always do, um, but got to go follow our Instagram, follow our Twitter, at HMA Wrestling. You can check out our website, www.hmawrestling.com. And then uh, is there anything else I should plug, Sam Herring? Well, Jude, you're looking mighty nice today in your Ooh. beautiful hat and crew neck. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Guys, um, I got this nice red brimmed. Uh, is this called the brim? This is the hat brim, right? Yep. yep red yep, yep. brim, white hat. It's, uh, they're flat brims. We have HMA hats and we have HMA crew necks, HMA hoodies, HMA socks. We got a new merch Shirts. order in. Shirts. Thank you. So the new merch order is in. It, all the stuff is fantastic, uh, and the goal is to get this stuff selling by next Monday. So today is the 17th, so by Monday, which is the 21st, our store should be up and running. You can buy it online, um, hmawrestling.com slash shop, I believe it is. Um, so very, very excited, and uh, we have limited sizes, so um, whatever you want, you got to go snatch it up before it's all gone. Um but yeah, super, super comfortable stuff. Oh, man, yeah. did we get everything? Did we uh, do all uh, the housekeeping, Sam? All the basics? So, so actually, just a little bit extra on the on the shop. It, like you said, hmawrestling.com slash shop. We've got, like you said, socks, crewnecks, flat brim hat, hoodie, stickers. Stickers. Shirt, and then our sponsor, Tony Rotundo, has lots of shirts out. Those are um, really reasonable price. They'll be launched next week. Um, but, yeah, that's what that's what we have on the site, and we're really excited to get that going. That's something that's – ever since awesome. Jude and I started a year and a half ago, that's been something we've been talking about for a long time is um, being able to have merch, and we, we have it now, and I'm really excited. A year and a half is kind of funny to think about. Like it's a long been time. Sitting, I've been sitting behind this microphone for a year and a half. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yep, yep. except All you right. didn't have that microphone. When except started. not – no, I had a I – had a, uh, blue, uh, I had a snowball. Yeah, yep. blue ice snowball. That's what I have for a while. Okay, you had Let's AirPods. get into the matches. <laughs> Let's get into the matches. Do some matches here. All right. First match. Let's start with the card for the Beat the Streets, and then we'll work our way from that. So but do you want to go in order um, or from the main card? Well, I, th- uh, I, th- I say we have – let's just go in the order like we have in the dock here. All right. Let's do okay. it. Okay. First match that we're going to talk about. Yanni Diakmahalis of Cornell versus Vladimir Kanchikashvili of uh, Georgia, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Right, okay, Georgia. I mean, what what can we say about Yanni? He's the man, two-time NCAA champion, uh, final X runner-up. Um, you know, he has wins over 
lots and lots of you know ranked opponents um in the world so for example he beat uh Bajrang from india and musakayev of uh where does musakayev wrestle musakayev i think is in hungary maybe i think you might be right on that you looked that up but both of those guys ended up um taking bronze at the last yep. world championships so, russian heritage wrestling for hungary Mm, mm, he's a di- is he a, I bet he's a Dagestan guy. So Yanni has a super funky style. He is very well adapted to freestyle. Um, and he's wrestling Vladimir Kanchigashvili, who is a silver medalist in the 2012 Olympic Games, gold medalist in the 2016 Olympic Games. Uh, and then I believe his last medal, he might have taken bronze um, at Worlds in 2017. I'm not sure on that. Um, but interesting fact about this matchup, Sam, is that they have a common opponent. And Yanni, uh, they both wrestled Musakayev from mm-hmm. Hungary. Yanni beat Musakayev 9-9, I believe. Uh, he was losing by nine points in the end of the first period and came back to beat Musakayev um, in the second, which was phenomenal. It's an excellent match. I suggest you watch it. And uh, Vladimir Kachigashvili lost to Musakayev at the World Championships just this past year. So um, they have a common opponent. I'm an American. I'm picking Yanni Diakmahalas to win this match. Okay, you get you sent me down a rabbit hole. Musakayev is not from Dagestan. He's actually from a place called Carbadino Balkaria. Um, oh, wow. Excellent. So <laughs> they're actually, so in most Russian nationals, they normally finish um, third behind Dagestan and mm-hmm. obviously Ossetia. So they normally are like, they're up there, but obviously nobody's ever going to beat Dagestan and nobody's ever going to beat Ossetia for second. So um, that's yeah. not how it works. Um, but sorry for going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> You're all good, dude. So I'm picking Yanni because of everything I've just stated. Also, uh, there's the, the, the Yanni effect in that Kachigashvili has never wrestled Yanni. You know? You don't know what he's going to do, right? It's going to be... Uh, I feel like that will be an asset to Yanni. Um, and as we see, like, people kind of figured out Yanni. For example, Zane figured out Yanni. Zane had a really right. good game plan go, uh, as the matches progressed. He figured him out. So, right. um, I think first match, first time they're meeting up, I'm taking Yanni. So, um, I think Kinkshishvili, however you say that, has the same effect. Kinkshishvili. Did I do that right? Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Kinkshishvili. Okay. Um, I think he has the same effect that Yanni does, though. Um, I mean, if you've ever watched him wrestle, you know this man is not an orthodox style. Yeah, not conventional. Um, He's not conventional. But I guarantee you that Yanni might have watched more Vladimir Kinkshishvili than he has watched himself. Um, And so... You know that's that's one advantage that he has. Yanni Yanni probably knows him so well, knows everything that he does. I don't know if you watched Yanni's interview yesterday, but it was fascinating. Um, well, the, you saw that picture, so Yanni threw up on his Instagram um, no, after not. Yanni took his second World Ch- Junior World Championships. The person who put the medal around his neck was Kanchikashvili. So he's standing on the podium, and Kanchikashvili put the medal or on, or on his neck after his second World Championships. Really? Well, I'm and, and then look, look at that. Like, four years later, because Kanchikashvili just won the 2016 right. World uh, Olympic Games. So, whatever. We're here four years later. It's pretty sick. It's on It's on Yanni's Instagram. I highly That's suggest great. you go check that out. Uh, but, Sam, who are, you, who are you picking, dude? 
I'm picking Yanni. You know that. I'm a huge Yanni right. fan, and um, obviously he does not have anywhere near the accomplishments that King Chris really has. And um, it's going to be really hard for him to pull it off, but we saw him, we saw him pull the upset against Bajrang last year at Beat the Streets, number one ranked guy in the world. And, you know, um, we'll get to this later. We got a question from the Wrestling Nomad, but um, he might he might be a little bit getting close to needing to be retired. He's getting old. His, his Olympic title and world title were quite a few years ago, and Yanni's just starting to hit his prime. Um, and like you said, I'm an American. I'm not picking. Yeah, right. How dare you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I say let's move on to the next match. Our next match we have is, uh, Joe Cologne of USA versus Seth Gross of the USA. HMA's own. HMA's own Seth Gross. So let's see. Joe took, um, I believe he took a a bronze medal at the world championships a couple years back. Is that correct? Back in 2018. 2017 yep yeah he did right because he had, lost, he had lost to nation in final x and then nation got, got hurt so joe was the guy joe goes out there um and like completely blows out people's expectations and uh and he gets on the podium gets a medal for team usa which was much needed because that year we beat the russians mm, yes 2018 okay so joe clone has a really nice gut wrench he's good on top um it looks like he breaks people's ribs. Seth Gross, home at advantage's own, um, you know, wrestled at, uh, excuse me, South Dakota State University that won a national title there. Um, and then he transferred to Wisconsin. Unfortunately, this year we didn't have uh, NCAA championships, but you guys all know that. Um, so, um, he also won the uh, what's the event called the Bill Farrell, where he uh, he rests. He had a killer back at, at fifty seven kilograms, um, so so he won that. Um, and I'm gonna pick Seth Gross here in this match um, for a couple reasons. First one is I have insider information uh, that Seth Gross w- uh, is the favorite in this match, and the second one is they have both have a common opponent, Nick Suriano. So. Joe Cologne wrestled Nick Suriano in 2019's Beat the Streets. Suriano won, I believe, like three to one, uh, something like that. Close, close type match. The video is so cool because as soon as like they're wrestling, they're wrestling, and Cologne looks at the clock, and the moment he looks at the clock, that's when Suriano takes him down. Right. Really, really sneaky. Um, and it was it was really and a great lesson to current athletes right. like Sam and Jude. Like Sam and Jude, like. No need to, don't worry about the clock. That's what the ref's for, right? That's why we Mm -hmm. have whistles. So, um, Seth wrestled Nick Suriano at, uh, the Bill Farrell. This, uh, I believe that was in like November, October. Yep. Um, Around there. Sometime last fall. Um, and, and Seth beats him two to two. I saw a close match criteria. Um, but. You know, transitive property, baby. Seth Gross beats Nick Suriano. Nick Suriano beats Joe Cologne. Seth Gross beats Joe Cologne. Um, November was, 15 and 16. Wow, that was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fantastic. I loved that match. Um, I was cheering for Seth, and um, it was it was a great match. It was really actually similar to the Cologne-Suriano one, but the difference was the last score was a clutch score by 
um, right. it was Seth like a, rather than Nick. It was like a crotch lock, YOLO, over the shoulder. No, it was a, it was a belly wrap. Classic Seth Gross. You know what? Maybe I'll look it up. Maybe I'll look it up, and then and then we'll see who's right. Um, Okay. Tell me what you think about this match, Sam. So, um, I actually think it's 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 going to be really high scoring, but it has the capability to not be. These guys both are super defensive. Like that's their. It's kind of like the the Dake Tremizo aspect. You know, it's it's the really defensive guys, the guys that are known for their scrambling and defense. Uh, Joe Colon for his chest wrap, crotch lift. Seth Gross for his belly whizzer. He's really good with, with rolling guys when they get into a single leg. And he's obviously got super innovative, super creative funk. Um, so Seth Gross and Joe Colon are going to have to get into scrambles in this match. I think it's going to be really high scoring. Um, uh, but I'm going to take Seth as well. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make this boring radio, and uh, nice. I'm taking <laughs> Seth as well. Um, I, I I'm I don't know actually about the whole high scoring part. I think like Cologne knows how to so. wrestle a conservative match. I know Seth definitely knows how to wrestle a conservative match. They um, both know how to. I think they're gonna. Um, they've actually wrestled before. Um, yeah, when? It was 2017. I think it was in May, and uh, yeah, they've wrestled before. And I can't remember who won. I know it was super high scoring. It was in the quarters of I think the U.S. Open. Um, we'll see if uh, I can see. Sam, I was won. right. I just pulled up the video. Seth Groats gets Which a uh, crotch lock, and Suriano's in on his leg and just boop, pops him over. Okay, Jude. You said it's not going to be high scoring. All right. Their last me. match was sixteen to twelve. <laughs> Their last match was sixteen to twelve. <laughs> Okay, what, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be a nice high-scoring match. Seth Gross beat Nick Soriano with three seconds on the clock. That's pretty incredible. Um, okay. Well, I say uh, I say we move on to this next match here. And we got Victoria Francis versus Alexandria Glade. Sam Herring. Victoria Francis was fifth at the 2019 World Championships. She is, I believe, number two or number three um, at her weight class. Um, and she actually has a win over Glade uh, at Senior Nationals this year. So, um, Sam, what are you thinking about this match? So, um, obviously, the the big favorite is Victoria Francis. Right. Um, she's she's got the credentials. She's earned it. Um, and I, I really think she's going to be the one to pull out in this match. They both. Um, are super powerful. That's like their style is kind of Iowa like, which is funny because they don't train in Iowa. Um, <laughs> but they've got just grind, push in the whole time, and snaps. Like that's that's kind of how they wrestle. Victoria Francis is really good with underhooks, and um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Victoria Francis in this one. I'm gonna take Victoria Victoria Francis. Um, Boring also because, radio. Yeah, look how look how. I don't even we think we're gonna. Here, I don't even think we're gonna pick it. <laughs> Why did we do a show? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, and the win over Glade, um, I think makes a big difference. And like oh, that, yeah, that sure. actually will help you get like a, a mental edge. Um, so, okay. Dude, you said I, I looked up the match, and that looks like a a belly wizard to me. I it I it was a crotch block belly wizard, is what it it's, was. It's so it's we call that we call <laughs> it the rolled. body cradle. That's what we call that. So yeah. you're so it's not like, like a that. a traditional crotch lock. Mm-hmm. But you're kind of locked around their their hip and uh and belly, right. right? 
Um, and like, I like going there, around the knee. If you're in folk style, yeah, you're punching your elbow to the back of their knee and mm-hmm. then you're sliding Try your knees up and like kind of pinching their head between your knees. Yeah. You're crunching them. You can either take it backwards if it's free style or if it's folk style, you sit them to their hip. Let Try them to get a cradle. Out, lock cradle. Yes. So that's a really good position. David Taylor's really good there. Um, okay. Yes, he is. A lot of guys are getting really good in that position nowadays. Yeah, dude. Cradles are, cradles are what's cool, man. If you can pin mm-hmm. a guy, that's cool. Single leg defense. Is, like Single leg defense and cradles are both kind of getting big right now. And mm-hmm. so when you combine the two, it's, it's kind of like a popular I find it thing. interesting that like there's still more single leg defense to find. Like, because oh, like, yeah. si- single legs are, I got, they got to be like one of the top two or three takedowns, right? For sure. Yeah, they're super, super popular. Um, but it doesn't seem like the single leg, the single leg is changing as much as like the defense is changing. Like, so you know, have you ever heard a coach, dude, years, have you ever heard a coach say, a high crotch is easier to get in, in on the leg and a single leg is easier to finish? Have you ever heard a coach say that? I've ne- I've never said that. I've never heard that. No, I've I've heard it a lot, and I th- I think it's like a lot of coaches use it when they're talking about why we would hit knee pulls is because it's easier to get in on high crotch. Knee pulls are really good, and because the guy's lead leg is forward, right? Um, and harder to harder to finish, but it's easier to finish the single leg. So you hit the knee pull, get in on the shot, and finish did the you, single yeah, leg. Did you watch David Taylor versus Miles Martin? There was like yes, three I knee did. pulls in that match. That was a lot of knee pulls. He goes lower on the leg a little bit. Yeah, so you can either shoot it to the knee, you can shoot it to the ankle, but your backhand's punching around and getting to that far leg. Um, or if Jason you miss Nolf the far leg, you're coming so up. so good at the, at the ankle. I call yeah. it an ankle pull. Mark He's Hall's so good pretty at good at it, too. He like Mark Hall can do a falling one where he falls and like gets his pee yeah. right on the... Right have you ever watched... Have you ever? He's an old, old fella. Jody Strip Matter film? No, I have not. No, he was. I think it was um, Ironside that really kind of started that technique, but it was more of a low single, and he'd like hit the low single and then turn the corner. So like he'd stop here and then hit the corner. And right. Jody was like training with him, and he wanted to use it, but he couldn't. He couldn't do it, and so he started just going straight to that shot. And he was kind of the first one to really do that. And then obviously. He's, he teaches it a lot in the club, and so Jason Elf picked it up and such, but I love that shot. Yeah, it's it's an interesting shot because you feel like you're shooting a high crotch, but your head goes to the inside. Right. That's what that's what David was doing is instead of shooting a head, high crotch to the head on the outside, shooting a high crotch, your head goes to the inside, and your backhand is the one that's really going to like sell the shot. So you're pulling yourself in, backhand comes, um, and then you can finish, finish you can, however you dang like to. <laughs> but it's awesome. So you know how we were talking about the – which would you say is harder to finish when you get in on a like a good high crotch or a good single leg? Which is harder to finish? Hmm. Oh, I think, at least for me, I think a good single is probably a little bit tougher because if you can get in a good high crotch and you get your hips in and you if mm-hmm. you if you get that leg shelved up on the outside, you should finish right. that every time. Um, even if you go crack down, like even that, if you keep that leg shelf, you should finish it every time. Uh, whereas single leg, there's a lot more like, there's a lot more chances, I think. Or think about it this way. If I'm defensive, if I'm on the defense here, and someone mm-hmm. is, it's a lot easier to defend a single leg than it is to defend a high crotch. Right, right. Me. Like if guys, someone's guys in tight on a high crotch, you're like, you know, Sh- like, shove your head panicking. to the inside. Yeah, that's panicking. That's but what yeah, you do. Shove the head to the inside, taking them to a because, single leg. Because and you single like to do leg, single You can either square up your hips and sprawl, or you can, you know, push the hand down and go like, um, like a backspin, like whizzer, and like spin mm-hmm. back, go to far right. angle. Like a lot of different options. So, um, I, 
I would I would say, yeah, it's probably easier to finish a good high crotch than it is to finish a good single. I'm with you. And so I think that's changing. I think guys are getting better at single leg defense nowadays. Right. And it's becoming a lot easier to take a double, which guys are getting good at. They're turning, kind of like Tremizo, yeah. turning their hips. And so you can go crack down. You can lean back and, like, elevate them and go, like, helicopter back to the back leg. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. I think I think high crotch is getting easy to finish. Um, mm-hmm. But we You're got way off topic. Kid, right? That's fine. Yeah. It also helps because I'm a lefty, so they look so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> You're a pretty wrestler. I see. I see. Um, I am. Yeah, I hit a lot of single legs. That's what I do. But, okay. Next match. It's probably, I'm going to, I'll say it. There's probably not a lot to talk about here, but it's Gable Stevenson versus wow. Trent Hilger. Um, yeah, Hilger. And- yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Over by I, Techfall. I there's very few people I think on the planet that can compete with Gable Stevenson. But Jude says Kassar would tech him, right? I think Kassar would get a Techfall. <laughs> um, oh I don't goodness. think Trent Hilger has. I don't think he has the athleticism to deal with Gable. Um, Folk style is much better for Hilger. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, a lot better. Freestyles, so, freestyles. They, really and they definitely wrestled. I don't know what the. Uh, maybe I'll look that up. You. They wrestled in Pokestyle multiple times. Versus. Oh. And Gable Gable has most of the time it's been a decision, like a six-two or so. Um, but um, I, I I'm a, I'm with you. I don't think there's much to talk about in this match. Yeah, and oh uh, well, so. Um. So Gable says he's gotten bigger. Oh my gosh! So that That's was good. the video when when Gable when Gable beat Hilger the first time he danced. That was the first time he danced in the match. Like he did like a little like Muhammad Ali like foot like mm-hmm. thing back. And forth. I, I remember that. People did not like that. No, people did not like that. Um, people do, do not like Gable. He plays people the do not like sometimes. him. Yeah, he does. Mm. It's interesting. People don't like Roman Bravo Young either, and that one I don't. I don't know. Like. I don't know about that one. I think Roman is like he's super popular with kids, but like adults can't stand him. He's one of the. They released who was it? Bryant. Someone released like the top four most marketable NCAA wrestling athletes, and like right now it's Yanni Spencer, Roman, and um, one other. And it's probably Gable. Gable, um, probably. Yeah, but like those four, like if they had. Like their own brand, like they could make a lot of money. Um, DeSanto could, man. <laughs> DeSanto's not interested. He doesn't do in anything outside of the mat, but like he does so much on the mat that he, he could... used to. He used to. I would like. I feel yeah, like this past season he was a lot calmer. He was, which is how he's going to get better, and that's why I was doing that. But I mean, think about the brand this man has. <laughs> he's, he's such you a beat Spencer such a great Lee brand. in high school. You go into your freshman year, and you're just, like, freaking out on people. It's awesome. Jude, were you at the uh, Spencer Lee, like, the state tournament that year? No. Have you? Did you ever go to the high school state tournament? No, no, I, I never went to watch. I would only mm. go to compete. That's what I mm. intend. Not until I'm done competing there. Um, yeah. I've heard yeah. some crazy stories about that about that match. Ah, oh, man, it's wild. That's so cool. All right, we, keep, we are so off topic. Gable <laughs> Stevens versus Trent Hilger. I'm picking Gable Stevens. <laughs> We're talking uh, about... Austin DeSanto versus Spencer in high school. <laughs> Markable athletes and when whatnot. The, when the term, um, it was Gable, Stevenson, Trent Hilger. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be Stevenson. 
uh, because Hilker can't really deal with the athleticism. Stevenson's beaten him before. Stevenson's heavier this time while still maintaining, maintaining that athleticism. You also have wins over, like, Dom Bradley and uh, – Right. Shoot, there was one other – It was, like, right there with Gwiz at final right. yes. Yeah. So, and I, I think he's only going to get better. So Right. I think um, it's going to take an athletic heavyweight – you're thinking Tony Nelson. <laughs> I'm thinking Daniel Kirkvalid. I think Kirkvalid has a has a, a really good shot against Gable, specifically because of the athleticism. No, no, no. Earlier, you were trying to think of who Gable's beat. The other guy that Gable Tony beat. Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, he also beat Adam Coon. He tacked Adam Coon. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, there's not a case for Hilger. Like even like Hilger's dad. Can't make a case. Like, he can pick Hilger. But not even no Hilger's dad. Not even Hilger's mom. There's not even a good case for it. Think Hilger's grandma's going to watch the match? Uh, no. No. <laughs> She's like, sorry, sorry, Trent. I love you. Not happening. <laughs> I can't watch that. All right. <laughs> we so, got to quit being so rush or rough on him. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Trent. Watch sorry, Trent. Smash cut to when we interview Trent Hilger here in another. In the next year, next two years. Oh my he's like, God. hey, so remember when you picked me to lose against Gable and then I went out and teched Gable? And we're like, yeah, sorry about that, Trent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh gosh. Let's well, see. Well, he didn't prove it. Um, next match. He hasn't proved it. All right. Next match. We have, we have it's Emily, Emily Shilson, Shilson, Charlotte Fowler. Charlotte Fowler. Who is that? Who's Charlotte Fowler? Uh, well, I, I really cannot believe that she stepped up forty, literally like 48 hours before the before the event. Um, it was originally going to be Emily Shilson versus... Uh, Felicity Taylor. Felicity Taylor. Um, Felicity so awesome. who is awesome. Uh, who is Charlotte Fowler? So she um, wrestled at McKendry University, or actually is. Um, oh, so oh, no, she's that's, like... that's, that's where Felicity is. So she actually wrestled at Campbellsville University, which is one of the powerhouses, one of the really good programs. Uh, in women's college wrestling. Um, she took third, I believe, at WCWA this year and was a 2018 U23 world team member. Oh, my gosh. Emily Shilson, as of... I if can't... you want me to read her stats, this might be like a two-hour show. Yeah, you can read a couple of them. But she, like... I'm trying to find the most recent one, but it like it says shows her wearing wrestling like 94 and a half pounds. Oh my gosh, she's much. She's, really she's a much smaller person on, than I am. She's uh, about your age, KG. actually. I think June. Really, I think she's close to your age, at least. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, Emily Shilson, Sam Aaron, give us the rundown. She's, like I said, super credentialed. She's uh, wrestled at Augsburg University, so she's she's older than you. Um, but I think she's a freshman this year, college freshman. Um, so in her freshman year, she won NWC or NCWC, whatever that is, NCWWC, I think it is. Women's okay. Nationals. Um, and then she also won Women's College Wrestling Nationals, WCWA. Um, she made U23 World Team in 2019, won silver and gold medals at the Cadet World Championships in 2017. She's got like five or – she's got six Fargo titles, and – She's ranked seventh in the world in senior level at 50 right. kilograms. This year, she lost to Victoria Anthony 2-0 um, in the semifinals of the senior nationals. Uh, and then it ended that up is so, so good. Yeah, so um, I'm going to pick Emily Shilson here. Uh, 
And on top of that, because she's had more time to prepare for this match. That's where, true. Right. So she's she's known this is coming. She's not just coming into baseball. Okay. Right. Next match, Rustin Ampar. Who? Who? Who's Rustin Ampar versus Jack Mueller? So of HMA. I love Ampar. I've never, ever once seen a Rustin Ampar match. I did not know this. Really? Never, never once. Well, that so, answers one of our questions. But I, yeah, right. I do know who Jack Mueller is, though. Jack Mueller, do you? Finalist for UVA. Uh, one of the top podcasters in the nation. One of the top podcasters in the nation. Um, and he is, uh, I mean, what weight is this going to be at? 57? Um, shoot. I think it is. Let me look it up. I'll look it up for you. All right. Jack most recently competed against uh, Roman Bravo Young in the Flow Wrestling card on July 25th. Uh, July 25th. Yeah, that's right. I think that's right. Uh, and uh, and but he didn't really have proper time to prepare for that. He had only had like four or six weeks or something, like not a lot of time. He is uh, another um, late replacement too. Really? Well, mm-hmm. Rustin was not Jack because Jack. It was originally right. yeah, Jack was. versus Vito Arujo. Right. Um, but now, so Jack. We're also looking at Seth versus Vito, and then it was Jack versus Vito, and then it's Jack versus Umpar. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, pick. Jack, I'm going to pick Jack in this match because he has he is very freestyle savvy. He has a really good front head pinch, um, and he can so he can score off of of like that um, short. Uh, what's that called? Short short offense, short defense, basically front yeah. head lock type position. Yeah, short offense is what I call that. Yeah, short offense. Um, and then I don't really know about uh, Rustin Ampar except. The fact that he is a two-time Eurekan champ, mm-hmm. and so that means he's pretty dang good because Eurekan is one of the. It's got to be. The, oh yeah. The top five wrestling tournaments on the globe, um, the Eurekan. A lot of, lot so, of Europeans. I've watched one of his Eurekan matches so many times, and it was against a guy. He teched a guy that you know fairly well, Dan Dennis. Oh. And that was that was rough. He teched Dan like Dennis. he teched Dan Dennis, and it was, it was a, it was a beating. Mm. Um, but you know, he's 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 training at Cornell, um, which Listen. is yeah, he's training with Vito with Yanni right now, and so like there's actually a film of him training with Vito before the Austin match, August twenty. Um, no, that was July 25th, um, and that was a, a cool video that you get to watch. But, mm. um, I mean, he has such a crazy style. It's like a Russian style, which is obviously unorthodox, and he's got very interesting technique, but he's almost like a spaz, like a DeSanto Russian. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not good. He's not uh, he's obviously not as as electric as DeSanto. But Few if you are. if you take it if you take it down a couple notches, that's what it looks like. Dang. It's really interesting. So uh so what do you think about this match then? Um it's going to be a really really tough match for Jack. Um Ampar's Ampar's been really really good. Um but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my guy Jack. I think he's Jack gonna win Mueller. this one. 
Um, I think he's going to win this one, but it's going to be an upset. And um, it's, it's he's going to have to... Um, He's going to really have to perform well tonight, and I think he can. I really think he can. Mm. Okay. Next. Oh, wait. That's it. That's all the Beat the Streets matches. So Beat the Streets is an excellent foundation dedicated to uh, helping out impoverished kids uh, with all all over the globe. Um, well, when I say the globe, I mean America. I don't know if they're in other countries or not. Um, but they have several different locations, like Beat the Streets, New York, Beat the Streets, um, Chicago, Baltimore, Chicago. You know, they're, so they're they're located all over the yeah. place. Um, and they put on this charity fundraiser every year, where they get the best, basically the best athletes. And then it's very cool because a lot of the the kids actually get to go and watch these top level athletes compete, uh, really in their backyard. So. Um, it's, I mean, it's a fantastic organization and I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. So, um, and they always do something like cool. Now this year is going to be a little different cause it's all online, but like a couple years back, it was team USA versus team Russia. And then it was, you know, last NCAA year, champs. Tried, yes. NCAA champs versus team USA. Um, and they got Ben Ashkin versus Jordan Burroughs for that. So like they, I was pretty they, good. They seek to make the good matches happen. Um, and that's really, really, really cool. So they even had like high school matches too. They had Adam Busiello versus another um, kid. It was Jojo Aragona. Right, man. I think Jojo was a lot bigger than him, right? He was. I mean, it actually wasn't too bad, actually. They flew off the stage. That's the other gimmick is that every year there's something wrong with the mats. There's something wrong Two with the mats. Two years ago, slippery. They were slipping and sliding all over the place. <laughs> and that's why Jordan Burroughs lost. Last year, it no, was like didn't. they were. Dude. Excuse me. That's why Jordan Burroughs won. Slipping and sliding. No, it's not. The that's why the last no, year. No, no, no. Jude, Jude, uh, you're you're messing up. Jordan Burroughs won because he's Jordan Dang Burroughs. <laughs> he doesn't and he matter. Won, no, it doesn't he matter. Won about at worlds. The he beat him the next year, and he should have beat him at the Yasar Dogu, but refs are you know messed up. Mm. So that's the slippery mats were just like a hindrance. It was a slip and slide. It was last slide. year. It was like a. I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Basically, everyone just kept flying off the, the stage. It happened in, like, at least two or three matches. Happened in Aragon. It happened in Ben Askren. But they just kept flying off because it was a raised stage. Raised stage, yeah. and they all flew off. So, okay. Next uh, next card we have is the NLWC matches. Um, so, NLWC. So, Kale Sanderson tweets on – he just tweets for the first time in two years – September 19th, and we're like, what? What What does it mean? Uh, well, here's what it means. On September 19th, the NLWC athletes, uh, at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, 11 of them, are going to be wrestling in a card against other athletes from around the, the country and around the globe. And they're coming to the NLWC, which is going to be held in the Ramada Inn, which is in State College. Um, and they're gonna, it's going to be live on their Rockfin page here in a couple days. So, um, But they did a really good job of these matches. I, I'm actually very excited for these. So we're going to start at the top, work our way down. First one, it's a doozy. Bo Nickel versus Alex Daringer, Sam Herring. Do you know who Bo Nickel is? Ever heard of him? 
Um, the name rings a bell. All right, I let think. me give you a refresher. Three-time okay. NCAA champ, four-time finalist for Penn State Hodge Trophy winner versus Alex Daringer, who I believe is a two-time national champ, three-time finalist, uh, also a Hodge Trophy winner. So, um, Alex was one of the top guys competing at 79 kilograms two years ago against Kyle Dake, um, lost in the final X. You know, the finals. Bo Nickel was one of the top guys competing against Jaden Cox for mm -hmm. the uh, lost in the final X finals. So they both, both of them were at final X. Both of them lost close matches at final X. Like I'm thinking one or two or three points a piece. Um, Bo proceeded to go win a U23 title that year. Um, Bo currently is ranked whatever. He's got to be top eight, top nine Here, in the world at 86. Um, you know, he, he's pretty good. And Alex obviously has been on the, the scene for a while. So, uh, but I think there's only one right answer to this, and I think it's Bo Nickel. And I think it's Bo Nickel because he, uh, he's dynamite. He's unconventional. He can throw. He can shoot. He can wrestle parterre. He tilted up Hayden Zilmer a whole bunch. Um, and he has, uh, Kale Sanderson, Cody Sanderson, and Casey Cunningham in his corner, uh, in addition to Jake Varner. So also nearly be Gordon Ryan, rank. I think, uh, I might cry. All right. Lay it on me, Sam. What's, what's Bo's rank? 15. Oh, <laughs> bad, bad ranking. This is why you don't look at the rankings, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly why you don't look at the rankings. Okay. And he got bumped back one. He was 14th, and then Jaden Cox entered the rankings. So he got bumped back one. Is that 86? No, 97. 97. Well, I think – I wonder if Bo – which Bo will wrestle. You got to think this match is closer to 86. He better be wrestling 97. Otherwise, what's he going to go to MMA? That's a good point. I, you got to think this match is going to be closer to whatever. 86, right? Maybe 92. I would think it's going to be about, if I had to guess, it'd be 89. Like, the catch weight would be 89. Okay. Um, but because, I don't know. I don't know what Because Daringer's coming up, and, uh, and Bo's kind of coming down. But yeah. I mean, Bo weighed in at, like, whatever, 87 <laughs> so kilograms. Dude, you weren't out. <laughs> um, I was out there at the, the weigh-ins. Did you watch the weigh-ins, like, the live stream? For I was in the car. Yeah, oh, no, I had a piano recital that day. You did. I was there, and when he stepped on the scale and he was like fifteen pounds under, everybody like went like this. And was like what? <laughs> everybody like almost started laughing. It was so weird. That's he was bizarre. Like, yeah, guys, I'm not that big. That's so weird. That's so weird. Oh man. But uh, who are you taking in this match, Sam? Bo uh, quarter. Bo nickel. Bo quarter. <laughs> Bo, Bo dime. Bo penny. Bo full dollar. Dollar <laughs> bill Bo nickel. Um, what, why do you think that? Um, is, is this one the main event? Probably. It's got to be, right? Something not interesting. It's Derringer's underhook guy, right? Underhooks and then, yeah. and then overtie. A little bit. Um, Bo's he really, really isn't good that much an of an underhook, though, guy. He really hasn't been doing too much of it lately. I'm trying to think. The last time I watched him was. And there is no way that he's got. That he's uh -oh. going to <laughs> alarm. That scared the heck out of me. Um, 
Oh that my goodness, cool. my heart just sank to my toes. I, I saw your, I saw oh. your face. You're like, ah! We need like to get a clip of that after. Okay, oh, that's pretty funny. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, whoo. You're all right, Sam. Saying? Do you want to just move on and not talk <laughs> about this anymore? What was I even saying? Alex um, staring your bow nickel. Oh yeah, there's no way that uh, Sergey, that his coaches at Cliff Keen, is gonna let him go underhook in this match. That's a good point. Bo's There's pretty no filthy way. from his overhook. And, you know, I'm sure working with Sergei Belaglazov, he's going to pick up some really slick overhook stuff, some nice some nice um, elbow control, which he's already gotten from John Smith. If Alex Derringer doesn't have the perfect elbow control, I don't know who can. Because he's literally had yeah. John Smith and Sergei Belaglazov as his coaches. Yeah. I think I'm going to – I actually I, – here's, here's a personal take – I believe that inside tie beats outside tie every time. I disagree a lot. I would never say every time. Who who's a good Michich DeSanto is a great example. Mm. It's all DeSanto does, it's all Michich does. If you watch their match, both all their matches, they've had three matches. It shows that it's not every time. But their yeah. Cliff Keen match, their Las Vegas match, DeSanto was able to score off his inside ties a bunch of the time. Michich was a couple times, and DeSanto destroyed him. Their next match, uh, Michich destroyed him, and it was Michich scoring every time almost. And then their next one, it was a lot closer. Michich had a hurt knee, that one you can't really judge much off because nothing happened in that match. Hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting point that I didn't consider. Uh, the reason I say that is I think – from the inside tie, you can both push and pull and snap really effectively. Whereas right, really outside effectively. ties, you it can, takes so you much can skill. Pull, but there's not as much like moving your opponent with an outside yeah. tie, unless you're like really skilled at it. Whereas inside tie, like if you want to move, if you want to move your opponent, then you need to get to the inside tie, and then from there you can right. pull one way, pull the other. You can snap the head. You can fake underneath and then snap them straight down. There's a lot of options there. Where I think over time, if you keep it really high, though. Outside ties, if you keep them really high. Outside you ties, move, you can go your ducks. You can go Right, but you wise. can move the guy a lot if you keep it high. You can push him. You can pull him. You can snap him, Jason Nolf style. Well, that's like, a, that's like an outside well, tie. Uh, yeah, he does that, but he does this all the time too. Elbow control, and then he'll like step to the side and drop it. Same thing as like... He, it's the same thing as his overcaller. He just steps to the side and drops it. But I, interesting I, take. I might actually – what I find interesting is, like, the statistics of, like, how many NCAA champs wrestle from the inside tie, outside tie, no tie, underhook. Like, those, like, I four, would love to see that. Call that would be interesting. And then this. you can actually see, like, right there, like, this statistically will is your best chance of right. NCAA title. Okay. Yeah. Next match, Kyle Snyder, the king, Captain America, versus Mike Machiavello, Mark – 10, 20, 30. How fast is he now? We'll see here in a couple days. Uh, Kyle Snyder. I'm not going to tell you a single one of his credentials. Yep. That, uh, you know who Kyle Snyder is. You know who he is. You know. I got Eli. You know, you know. I got Eli a of picture first. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. Eli He's is Sam's so little mad. brother, and he hates Sajulayev. Oh. Um, so he much. has a dartboard in his room with a picture of Sajulayev on it. <laughs> it. Um, so I walked downstairs today. I got him two pictures. The mm -hmm. Sajulayev one was a joke. The other one was like a picture of us. And um, he had 
the picture vest hanging on the wall, and then on top of it, he had the Sag Alive picture, but it was turned around. So he had the back <laughs> side of the picture. I walked downstairs and I saw that, and I started uh, laughing. That's funny. So. That's really funny. Eli's hilarious. He's a funny uh, guy. So Kyle Snyder is going to be wrestling Mike Machiavello, NCAA champion, 197 pounds back in 2018, 2019, 2018. 18. Right, because he beat Jared Hot. He beat Hot Jared Hot. And he Jinx. beat Shakur Rashid. <laughs> in the semifinals because Shakur was winning the whole match. Mm-hmm. And he beat uh, Kyle Connell in the quarters. Yeah, Mock was Mock was on a roll that year, dude. Um, he pinned Kyle Connell. That was insane. Kyle that, Connell's tournament that year was m- messed up. What a weird... <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, man. Okay. And then... Uh, so, But the funny thing is that these guys actually wrestled right. Bill Farrell not that long ago. And I yep. think... Was that the match that Snyder hit a huge, like, back arch throw? I think it might have been. I think it well, might have been. We'll figure it out. Kyle Snyder. You Michael can look for that. But, I, I mean, I think it's, there's a pretty clear answer here. It's Kyle Snyder. He's been training at the NLWC. Will this be Kyle's first competition back since his transfer? No. Nope. Yes. No. He literally wrestled um, the Pharaoh. Uh, the Pan Ams. And he wrestled Pan Ams. He wrestled what, where did he wrestle? He wrestled... Fair, no, he wasn't at the NL... Was he at... Yeah, yeah, he was. He was at the NLWC for Farrell. Yeah, the match he... that he wrestled in Machiavello in was NLWC. Mm. Yeah, because he had Mark McKnight in his corner. <laughs> um, so what are we... Uh, it, was, what... it was attack in the first period. Yeah, so I, I expect similar results from Kyle Snyder here in this match. Sam? I expect similar results as well. Oh, we agree. Tech fall, first period. Next match... Jason Olf, three-time NCAA champion, four-time finalist, never a Hodge Trophy winner, probably one of the best to not win a Hodge Trophy. You got to think because of just mm-hmm. the, oh, the he's bonus points. Um, the bonus points he scored. David McFadden. And a three-time NCAA champ and lost one time to a guy he Two pinned. Ago. And it was super, super close, multiple overtimes. Does Jason have two losses in his entire career? Who yeah. two? Imar? Imar. Who else? That's it. He had just those two. He had two losses. Oh, Big Tens. Big Tens. Uh, surely he lost one of his, his red shirt freshman year. Maybe. He did beat, uh, he beat, what's his name, Brian Robuto as a true freshman or a red shirt freshman. Yeah, he did. At Scuffle. At the Scuffle. Yep. Um. Okay. And then David McFadden. I'm not 100% sure. Let me pull this up on how many times he's an All-American, but he is an All-American. Um, and then he also just competed recently at the UFC event. Uh, Chael Sonnen's wrestler, Wrestling Underground against... He mm-hmm. beats... Burger? No. No. He had... He lost, didn't he? McFadden won. Did he? Who is he wrestling? I don't remember. Look at this awesome radio. We're, uh, I'm going to find out... Let, let me pull up WrestleStat. Did, did WrestleStat have that on there? Have that on there? No, and then you pull up the WG. Uh, McFadden, uh, he went, he took fifth, he went sixth, redshirted fifth, fifth. Um, and then his last year, uh, Tommy Gant. No, uh, no NCAA championships, but uh, 165. I mean, he has wins oh over Evan Wick and. Uh, Shoot, oh, he had a really good one. Yeah, he was up at 74 and came down. I mean, he pinned Zahid Valencia. 
Yeah. Right. So, and he has wins over, you know, Taylor Lujan and Mikey Labriola and Daniel Lewis, or not Daniel Lewis, excuse me. Off topic a little bit, but David McFadden replaced Mark Hall against Tommy Gant. David McFadden beat Tommy Gant pretty pretty well. Imagine what Mark Hall would have done to him. There was a big size difference there too. Like if you, yeah, I don't know if you watched ways. or not, but like you can see like I only got close between McFadden and and Gant. Huge, like McFadden yeah, was I mean massive. Gant was like a 70, 74 kg guy. Yeah, he wrestled. Uh, he wrestled Anthony Valencia. Excuse me. At the at the U.S. Open a couple years back, mm-hmm. that was the tournament Anthony Valencia was on fire. Okay, all right, we kind of need to run through these. Yeah, you're bit. right. We got to step on this. All right, I'm picking so, Jason I got Nolf. Nolf. Yeah, dude, it's got to be Jason Nolf. He's the he's the man. I feel like he's gonna be giving up a little bit of size here in this match, but uh, I think I think it'll be him. I think uh, that I think this next one's the last close one we're gonna have. Yeah, Zane Rutherford versus, versus Alec Pantelio. I don't think these guys ever wrestled in college. Uh, but Pantelio is 57 most of the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder how much weight Zane's giving up here, but not too much. Cause Zane um, is it. actually, yes. you're right. He's been wrestling 70 kg. Pantelio has been, so I'm really? sure it's a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can check on the senior. What did he wrestle for senior nationals? Um, Zane. I don't, he didn't is a stud. He's, he's a, he's a, um, Goofball wrestling for another country, right? Nah, uh, Pantelio? Yeah. Uh, he he does. He is at the Cliff Clean Wrestling Club, and they do like to do that there. Um, Zane is a three-time NCAA All-American. He's doing uh, that, and he's not. Four-time NCAA All-American, three-time national champion, two-time Hodge Trophy winner. Had uh, definite, I think, the, if not the most dominant college season of all time. Uh, top five, top three most dominant college seasons of all time. Kale, um, Zane, Metcalf, maybe? It's a lot. You got... Gable had a super dominant. Right. Um, for two years. Like, like years Zane had like a, a, a 95% bonus rate or 98% or something like that. So That's unheard of. Yeah, Geringer, had, Geringer had a really dominant career, too. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then... He said, yeah, maybe. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, Alec Pantelio... If, if it's not a Penn State guy, Jude says... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's it. That's Kale? Right. Oh, heck yeah. Kale, heck, heck yeah. yeah. Dan Gable, yeah, maybe. Zane Rutherford? Oh, of course. Brody Teske? Oh my gosh, what a Dominic. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about Alec Pantelio. He's at UNI now. <laughs> yeah, so Zane's junior year, he had an 89.29% bonus rate. And I that's think wild. that's the greatest season of all time. <sighs> that's stupid. That's ridiculous. Dude's uh, gonna have then, that. Yes. No, Dude's until, gonna be the one to break it. Nah, dude. I'll come behind you and break that too. Jude's gonna break it his freshman year. Then he's gonna break it his sophomore year. Then he's gonna break that his junior year. Then he's gonna break that his senior year. Then I'm gonna break that my freshman year. How are you gonna beat a hundred percent bonus point percentage? Um, Answer. Well, you're not. I mean, well, the thing is. You're gonna have a hundred percent bonus, but you're gonna have a lot of majors. So I'm gonna have like all tech falls and pins. Oh, what are you talking about? I don't get majors, I get tech falls and pins. Okay. Okay, then I'll get only pins. Alec Pantelio, round of sixteen as a freshman, sixth of the sophomore, fifth as a junior, third as a senior in the NCAA tournament. He always wrestled I mean, like, he's really good. He would wrestle close matches and he could win. Um he was a very consistent. Uh, he had a lot of close matches with Jason Olf, for example, like a lot of them. Um, but 
I think there's only one right answer, and it's and here's a hint. It's the guy who has who's been on two world teams. Uh, his name is Zane Rutherford. All right, next match here, rematch of an NCAA semifinal. Uh, Thomas Gilman. Also a rematch of a couple other matches. They've had yeah, so right. many matches. Yeah, versus Darian Cruz. Uh, I think the answer here is Thomas Gilman because not even uh, close. I don't even think. I don't think it, I don't. Darian never beat him in freestyle. Gilman beat him bad at least twice. I mean, what did you say Zane's Zane's bonus rate was? Eighty nine point two three. Oh, that was close. Spencer would have broken that if they had NCAs. He had eighty eight point eight nine. That's crazy. That's that's a lot. If they had NCAs, come on, Spencer would have beaten that, wouldn't he? Yeah, they, he probably would have. Um, Gilman, I'm taking Gilman here in this match. I don't think it's really going to be all that close. Uh, I mean, Cruz had a all right, like a like a like a, a pretty good um, senior nationals, whereas Thomas Gilman is out here. Uh, you know, you, final Jude, X, right? If like if you take Gilman at Iowa, Jude Sand Cruz by Tech Fall. Now that he's <laughs> in state college, he's like this isn't even close. Uh, maybe you're Gilman. right about that. Thomas is a good dude though. Now that he lives in state college, now that he um, lives in, but before he was not a good dude. No. Now that we got him out of that bad city, there. Okay. <laughs> oh Next match: Greg Kirkfilly, incoming freshman to Penn State University. You love Yusuf this guy. Amita who is, uh, I believe, a couple-time All-American. For Maryland. For Maryland, exactly. Thank you, Sam. Um, let's see. They, were they both in senior nationals together? Um, I believe so, yeah. So, um, is Gregory... Is with an E or I? Kirkville is spelled with an E. I, well, yeah, somebody I spelled misspelled that. In the that day. was Jude yeah. Swisher, I know. Uh, so... Kirk you need to blend took, it on somebody else, Jude. Come on, Tony Rotondo. You misspelled my, it. You misspelled it. In the Tony, dock. what are you doing in our dock, man? Okay, so Kirk Vliet lost to Tony Nelson 3-2 to two in the semifinals, came back and took third at Senior Nationals right. just this past year. Hamida, I don't know if he was in here or not, but I will look. Yeah, didn't DNP'd. Who did he lose lost, to? To Garrett Ryan and then drop down oh to he and lost to Neville's two to one. So uh, I think the it's answer Kirk here all the way. It's got to be Kirk. Kirk, you is, love you love this guy though. He is athletic. He is strong, and I've seen him mess up some dudes. He's very. Good. I I'm I'm very high on him too. I think right. he's going to be the next really high level heavyweight. I think he's the only guy. We're not short on heavyweights in this country. That's good. That's a really good sign. Um, okay, Nick Nevels what are versus uh, what's his face? I'm not looking at the doc right now. Jordan Wood. Jordan so, Wood. Yeah. Lehigh did, did guy. He, did the guys ever wrestle in? Didn't you say Jordan Wood's sister was like the manager for Penn State or something? Yep. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. She was a manager for Penn State, and then she worked at M2. Her name is Jana. She's a very lovely woman. Um, and she has, uh, yeah, her brother is Jordan Wood. So that's but crazy. Nick beat Jordan uh, two years ago, actually. Haven't uh, seen Nick wrestle in a while. He wrestled that. Oh, he's awesome. He wrestled that, whatever. Oh, senior nationals. Yeah, senior you just said he beat Amita. Okay, uh, I do not remember him there. Took fourth. He lost to Kirk Philly 3 0. Actually, I do um, remember talking about 
Kassar, Kirkley, and Neville's all be in the same bracket. Yeah. He beat Hamida. This is Neville's to this is Neville's to lose, right? I think this is Neville's to lose. So have we picked a single non NLWC guy? Ah, Jude, what are you doing to me? <laughs> well, I mean You're making no, me. No, I, I think I'm gonna pick Nick here in this match. Uh, they both have a similar style, like old school, big heavyweights, uh mm-hmm. strong, not incredibly athletic. Seriously, you're making me a homer. You gotta stop. I can't mm. I can't hang around you anymore. Yeah, sorry, dude. Okay, Eat yes. it. All right, next match, Vincenzo Joseph, two time NCAA champion, three time finalist, probably would have been a four time finalist. Um Penn Chenzo. State, Penn State match here. Penn State versus uh, Penn State. Uh, what's his alumni Dan, Dan Malamont, who I believe was third in two thousand eight. Uh, I want to say third or fourth in two thousand eight. Um, so, but Dan's been on the scene for a very long time. He wrestles currently at the uh, the Penn RTC. Right, he's a coach there. He was at 65, 74, 74. A second at a second at NCAAs in two thousand ten, and he said four trips to NCAAs, two time All American, never finished lower than the round of twelve. Wow. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Valamont Valamont was sixth seed at the uh, senior nationals this year. Dropped the match to Nick Becker. Dropped, went down to the Conzies, and Valamont, where are you, sir? He. Um, took another loss to, uh, I don't know, this guy named D. Wilson, who is DeAndre Wilson. Maybe he was injured at Senior Nationals because that's uncharacteristic of, of Dan Valamont. Yeah. Um, who's been you know a pretty consistent guy for the past couple of years. Um, but I think I'm going to take Chenzo here in this match. Uh, Chenzo beat McFadden. He, the only match he has lost in recent memory has been to Jason Nolf, his teammate. Um, and that was at see, uh, the Bill Farrell. Um, yeah. And he so beat Mikai Lewis there. He beat Mikai Lewis there, yeah. So. And uh, Dag Navit, he hurt Jason Nolf's knee. I think, yeah, no, that's true. It's such a, such a bummer. Jason Nolf isn't even ranked. I think Jason 20. needs to take a year off. Why? I don't think, I think he just needs to get healthy and get up to the you don't size. Think he's health- Is he healthy right now? Don't know. But I mean, like the last we saw. I don't think Jason Nolf. The last we saw him compete, he was injured. I don't think Jason Nolf could take a year off. I think he could. I think he could and be successful. Take a year off. Get big. Get strong. Come back into seventy four. Um, and top dog. But like the past, it's got to be the past three, two or three competitions he's been injured, right? Uh, what was that? Senior, uh, World Team Trials, Bill Farrell. Like, you know, he's really he struggling hurt his knee at NCAA, against NCAA. Yeah. He needs just new knees. <laughs> <laughs> new knees for Jason Knoll. Okay. Um, uh, what match were we on? We were on Vincenzo. I'm picking okay. Vincenzo over, over Valamont. Me too. But I love Dan. He's good awesome. Guy. Posts Bible verses on his guy. Twitter, like daily. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I've done Bible studies with him. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's sick, dude. Jennifer Page versus Desiree Zavala. Um. I'm going to be completely honest. I've, I have wrestled Jennifer Page before. I don't know many of her credentials. Um, I know that she wrestled for Team USA a couple of years back. Um, and was pretty successful, like the top five wrestler in the past couple of years. Um, and then uh, Zavala, I believe, is a top 
um, top three-ish uh, opponents here. Um, but I know that Jennifer's, uh, she's training at the NLWC here pretty frequently. So, um, Sam, do you have anything on this match? I really don't have much. I, again, I, I'm i with you. I really don't know much about these wrestlers. These the next one, I know a lot more about. Jane Valencia, Julius, a lot I know a lot more about. But this one, I'm really shallow. Excellent. Really shallow. We will, we will uh, we'll skip this one, and we will reconvene at a later date. Uh, okay. <laughs> So the next match, we have Jane Valencia of the NLWC. She wrestled for Mexico. She just qualified her weight for the Olympic Games. Um, at first, ever, first ever woman from Mexico to Right, she made the finals the uh, and then uh, got one with an injury forfeit, default. so over yeah. injury default um, to Helen Another Team USA. Um, and so she's very good. I mean, she, she made it to the finals of a – uh, the Pan Am World Championship, uh, excuse me, Olympic qualifier. So Valencia is really good. And then Julia Salata. We all know Julia Salata. Julia Salata, Twitter absolute phenom. She at Jay Salata. She will go after you. She's also uh, we've we've partnered with her at Wrestle Like a Girl. HMA has, and so she is in a way part of uh, HMA, and. Um, she is a WCWA national champion, U.S. Open champ, Final X competitor. Basically, been around the block for a while. Been winning everything, basically about everything you can win. And yeah, yeah, really good. Um, Sam, I hope you don't mind. I'm actually gonna refrain from picking a winner in this one because I know both of these girls, and I uh. I don't want to hurt no one's feelings. So <laughs> that's all good. I'm gonna pick Julia. She came in and filled the spot very late, so she's gonna have not a great chance for uh, training. But she's a Tennessee native as well, other side of Tennessee. All right. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go with we're. I'm gonna go with Julia, and so. Um, I guess we differed for one time, kind of. Nice, look at that. Um, All right, next, last, last match. one. Let's just let's run through this one. I think it's well, Dominic Abinader. Dominic Abinader versus Jaime Espinal. Do you know who Jaime is? Mm-mm, not Olympic at all. Silver medalist. Okay, I got Jaime. Yeah, he's really, 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 really good. Um, Jaime is an Olympic silver medalist, husband to Jane Valencia. So, and they have this. They have a daughter. Really? Yeah, her name is Joy. Joy is the. She's like a three-year-old kid so freaking cute oh boy practices she's awesome so um does does he get to say does he get to say all right folks my wife's a doctor yes that's exactly what he says except he he speaks it in uh broken english because they're (laughs) they speak a lot of spanish he he doesn't speak as fast as ben shapiro not as fast as ben shapiro very few people can um but ben shapiro doesn't get to say my wife is a Pan Am Olympic qualifier. No, no, or Olympic qualifier. No, he does not. But okay, Olympic qualifier. So I'm taking high money in this match, and look at that. We just covered basically. That's like got to be 15, 16, 30, 40 matches right there that we just ran through. It's 120, really. Um, let's see some other brief news. Super 32 is happening in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, let's Exciting. go. Exciting. I like the beach, so that'll be cool there. You're going to see Sam and I. We're going to be competing there, so that'll be fun. Uh, and then we also have questions, which are just awesome. So we're, we're probably going to do a couple of these right now. 
Uh, we got to give short answers here, Sam. This has been a long episode, but that's fine. Uh, let's go to the first one from Matt Awareness. Could Jude Swisher make it out of the first ninety seconds with Spencer Lee? Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. No, you couldn't. Yeah, I There's could. No Are you Not yet. Yes, not I yet, could. Dude. I could. Not yet. I could. No, you could. He's only not. 127 no, pounds, dude. I'm. I'm like. I got 10 on him. He'd go fireman's right. I mean, come on. I'm not gonna let him He'd grab me. You so I'll oil fast. myself up. I'll put Vaseline on my shoulders, and so he'll right, grab me RBY. And right off. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> I, no. The answer is no. All right, all right, all right. Next match. Okay. Uh, Julius Grit says, I'm honestly picking Seth Gross to smoke Jello, 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 Cologne. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, how I about Cologne Gross? It doesn't work. Like gross cologne. Like, yeah. ew, that's some disgusting cologne. Gross cologne. <laughs> it's like um, Monsters, Monsters Incorporated. When uh, he's like, do you got any odorants? He's like, I got, oh, yeah. I got wet, wet dog. dog. <laughs> wet dog. Um, okay, so I actually, I don't. I don't think he's going to smoke, he smoke him. him. No, I don't think he's going to smoke him. Joe beat him 16 to 12 last match. A couple years ago. But I think, mm-hmm. I think it'll be close. Maybe high scoring, potentially like high 32 scoring. 32 to 26. Seth Gross. Figure out that one later. Okay. <laughs> Julius Grit has two other questions. He says, how do you guys feel about Coach Stephen Perez winning the Hometown Hero Award? I think it'd be big for us wrestlers. Excuse me, Hiccup. Uh, who came from the NYC. Hometown Hero Award, anyone who wins that, I think deserves to win that. And I think like they do a really good job of selecting the um, you know, right candidates for that. So congratulations to Coach Stephen Perez for doing that and, uh, and being a good role model to people in his community. Um, Next question, Julius Grid again, the last one. It says, ever thought about interviewing a current or former NYC wrestler since Arrow Wrestling in- interviewed her? us guys? Us guys. Um, the question with the answer with that is, we, uh, we're struggling to keep up with our interviews, actually. Yes, we are. Like, once school started, we want to make a formal apology to all the people listening to Home at Advantage. Uh, look at my hat here. <laughs> it's as school started. Um, I'm a junior. Sam is in. Are you redoing eighth grade? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. It's uh, well, school's hard this year. Very. So we're just working on <clears throat> making our way through that. Uh, but I listen. I I'm not a. Ooh, excuse me. I'm not against You're yawning a lot. Anybody. Uh, yep. Let us know who, please. Like, yeah. Let us know. Ross have. Scott Ross says, Scott Ross. at what point in the future will we be able to vote for Sam Herring in public office? Sam, Ugh, no, politics? heck no. Absolutely no not. No politics for Sam I do, Herring. Actually, I mean, I like listen to a lot of politics podcasts, and I, I would say I know a good bit about politics, but there's no way I'm ever running for any type of office. Nothing. Ever. Nor me. No, Absolutely thank you. Absolutely not. But I like I'm my privacy. To, I'm going to be involved in it like i'm gonna have lots of opinions lots and lots and lots of opinions nice get ready for that hey, guys like scott out to scott ross this right here uh sudden scuffle signed by kyle dake and david taylor the year they wrestled in the finals oh i thought he sent um, you the usa flag no he sent he sent me this this was a where's mine scott i got a i got a wall here he didn't, can... actually, he didn't send it to me you know what i was commentating at the southern scuffle like this and I was commenting, talking, and he set it down next to me. I didn't even, like, it was kind of flipped down, so I didn't see it was signed. And I was like, oh, cool. And he, like, tapped me on the head, and I was commenting. I was like, thank you. And I didn't even know who he was. 
and I didn't get to see him. That's so and special. And he, like, he, like, set it there and walked away. And I was, like, and then he texted me a while back and was, like, hey, did you know I was the one who gave you that? And I was, like, I had no idea. Sam, is this your new recording room? Uh, no, this is temporary. Temporary. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to have a studio set up again. Next question. Aaron Little asks, how much wood would woodchuck chuck if woodchuck could chuck wood? Plenty of wood. Enough. Enough wood. Forty. Ask Thomas Gilman. I want to know what Thomas Gilman says. He'd say, he'd say like, as much as it takes. As much as it takes until the the beaver is satisfied, or the woodchuck. Who, who will Bexod wrestle from the official? Re- I feel the like wrestling they announced podcast. that. Did they not announce that? I mean, I'm pretty sure we just covered all the matches, right? You take a, a go look on um, on Bexod's Instagram. Bexod's Instagram. Okay. Yeah, Bexod Abdurakmanov. Abdurakmanov. See, I can pronounce some names, some I cannot. Okay. Out of all of the wrestling cards being put on, which match are you the most excited for? Excluding Jutes, of course. That's right, guys. I'm going to be competing in my own wrestling card event. Uh, It's the True Power Duel hosted by PA Power. It's just a who's number one for PA. Um, So that's going to be cool. I'm going to be competing in that October 17th. Um, that will also be live on Rockfin. So I would love for you guys to come watch me, uh, watch me compete. I do like wrestling. You can't come. No, sadly. Otherwise, I would be there. It'll, it'll be. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're getting. There's gonna be a lot of really great PA wrestlers there. It's, it's gonna be a good. Time. Oh yeah. Um, of all, my man Bo Bassett's got a match too. Dude, our, um, Eric Gibson does too. I think. And Mason Gibson. Yeah, Eric's Eric's got a match. Mason's Mason's wrestling Gary Steen. That's going to be a match right there. Yeah. my I think the match I'm the most excited for is Yanni and Chigashvili. Me too. I always like watching Yanni wrestle. But okay. I'm also excited for um, the PA Power matches with my friends. That one will be really good. But you said excluding Judes. So. Not Judes. You can anyone else's. I'm excited so for uh, Dalton, Perry versus, Dalton Perry versus uh, Vinny Kilkery. Bro, That's that gonna one's going to be fire. Dalton's a freaking stud. Like they both, they both are. Dalton, They're both so upper body. They both, they both lost. They only lost one match this weekend at Peace that we wrestled at the State College Olympic Duels. They both lost to Vince Buzakis by like, Vinny lost an OT and, and Dalton lost by like a point. So they're like right there with Vince Buzakis, who is number one in the country or something like that. So mm-hmm. they're both like really, really good. Um, last question from the Wrestling Nomad. He asks, had you ever two... Had you two ever heard of Russ and Ampar before this? Is Kinchink over the hill and Will Cologne and Gross hit 20 points? Yes, yes, yes. Done. No. 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 I, I'm <laughs> saying no to all of them. I don't think – I never heard of Russ and Ampar before. Uh, Kinchikishvili, I think, is not over the hill. Um, I mean, he's right there with – Musakayev at the World Championship, so he's clearly not over the hill. Um, and he's training at Cornell right now. Uh, but then... Uh, wait, no, wait, you think Ampar is? Kinch is not. Ampar is training at Cornell. Oh, excuse me. I, I got confused right there. Um, and then Will Clone and Gross hit 20? Nah, 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 nah. They will. Bro, they had, they had um, 28 points last time. Well... I'm gonna. I'm determined. just being contrary then. We'll see. So Yanni beats Kinch. I say, he's over the hill. Kalan Gross hit twenty. I say they hit twenty. I win. Uh, I don't think. We'll I think see. over the hill doesn't mean like you've lost the ability to lose. Win. <laughs> I know. Excuse me. 
Um, just think he's lost good. the ability to lose. Um, Jude, I was just thinking. Thank goodness we're gonna be together this weekend because um, our Rockfin is a shared account. It's the HMA account because <gasps> will, will we they let us watch it both, both at the watch. same time? No, well, we won't. Ha- we won't have to because we're gonna be. Well, maybe both I'll in have Philly. to go over to your hotel room. And we can we watch might it. have to. And maybe we can live stream our reactions. That maybe would be we pretty cool. Live stream our reactions. That's right. up to Jude because he's wrestling. We got to make sure he's mentally ready to go. I will be ready to go. Always ready. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm done, Sam. That, that covers it. That's everything. Thank you guys Lots so much for listening. We'll do a show here with maybe Seth and Jack after uh, after Beat the Shoots, and we can give a good little recap. So Maybe Yanni. Maybe. All right. See you around, Sam. Um, merch store launching next Monday. HMAWrestling.com slash shop. Go follow us on every social media platform. Not TikTok. Not LinkedIn. We're just on Instagram. We're just on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at HMA Wrestling. Home Advantage on Facebook. Until next time, guys.